voices in my head again Trapped in a war inside my own skin They're pulling me Coming at your pre-recorder from Cold Brew Studios. I am Greg, he is Sorcerer Chromatic, and we're here to talk about beer. Yes, we are. Hey, does my voice sound like a little, like, strained, like I've been, like, staying up too late? Uh, I mean, it's a normal, annoying voice time. He's <laughs> just drowned me out. After 45 years, he's fucking drowned me out. <laughs> no, it's more like... <laughs> more or less, yeah. Okay, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> oh man, so how you doing this week, bro? Good. I'm thinking. Uh, do you sound stressed out or strained out? I don't think. I don't think you do. But no. Oh, okay. I mean, uh, was that was I? Did I totally uh, step on something you're trying to set up? No, 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 no. I just uh, like right now when I was talking because I'm here by myself all day and I didn't really hang out with anyone until um, I got to the uh, the brewery. Uh, not the brewery, but Transplant City, a beer, a brewing company. Uh, then I started talking, but for the most part, for the day, like you know, I don't see anyone, so I don't talk. And then when I was like talking right now, talking to you, I'm like, wow, it sounds like my voice is kind of like, like for me, like ninety percent. It's not a hundred percent. And so I was just like, why? Like I'm not sick. I'm not. Not. I don't have allergies. Oh, you know, there was a lot of dust in the air, but I've been inside all day, so I, I have no idea why I sound weird. Maybe I'm not getting. You need to warm up before you thrash your pipe. <laughs> I need some like what? What do they drink? Like uh, uh, hot water honey. with lemon in it and, and honey. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> that's what I need, right? And do the uh, voice exercises. Mi mo mame, mi mi me mo. Remember. Um... What was it? American Pie, the 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 backup uh, singer guy. He's like Bumblebee, Bumblebee, Bumblebee. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah, uh, that's funny. <laughs> I always think of that. I always do that when uh when I'm joking around warming up. Oh shit! Yeah, that's, I, that, that, I, I, that's I a deep that. cut too. A lot of people, some people get it, some people don't. Some people just laugh because it's like uh, like to them it's just random, but it's it's from uh, American Pie. Oh, see, like when, when I think of voice exercises, I think of Ron Burgundy because that's a more famous movie, I guess. More popular. Oh, de- definitely. Yeah. The Human Torch was <laughs> Unique New York. Unique New yeah. York. That is actually re- very hard to say if you try to do it really quick. Right. Uh, <laughs> all right. Uh, let's get to the, the, the show then. Let's talk about beer, shall we? Sure. All right, today I have in front of me from our good friends in Litchfield Park, Arizona. I'm talking about Transplant City, Transplant City Beer Company. Excuse me. Uh, I have their pale ale called Garbage Pale Kids. It is 5.4% ABV. It is a pale ale. I know I have more on it. Um, I'm trying to look it up. I'm trying to vamp, but I'm going to open my beer and then... Um, have you talk about your beer, and then I'll uh, go into like the the hops that are in this pale ale. So, what do you got today? I have from our friends at Bear Bottle Brewing Company. Oh, you know I love Bear Bottle. Right. I have a uh, well because the search continues for the perfect summer lager. <laughs> right. I have their Let It Be Rustic Honey Lager. Oh, so shit. yes, before you say anything, B is spelled B E E and let it be. <laughs> okay, cool. And, and I just noticed the can art is three B's crossing the street. Oh, okay. Oh, uh, instead of four so B's? No, I'm sorry, four. Yeah. I'm sorry. Oh, okay. All right. But um, what's it called? And then uh, they're not on Abbey Lane, though. They're, on, they're in Indiana. Where was that? <laughs> okay. I wonder if that's like the if there's Indiana Street in San Francisco. You know what I mean? Like oh. oh, yeah. Maybe it's like right in front of the where where their building's at. Yeah. Oh, okay. That makes sense. All right. So, uh, 
And of course, we love Bear Bottle in their total transparency. So they have the whole recipe on this. Ooh, nice. So the vitals, their original gravity is 1.047. The final gravity is 1.005. Mm-hmm. IBUs is 17. The SRM is 2.3. The ABV is 5.50. And okay. let's see. The uh, yeast is the BSI Augustiner. The mm-hmm. target mass pH is 5.2. The mash efficiency mass I'm sorry, mash efficiency is 72%. I don't even know what that means. We have to look that up. Huh. The mash temp is 150 uh, 154 degrees Fahrenheit. The fermentation temperature is uh, 58 degrees Fahrenheit. Uh, let's see the grains. Admiral Pilsner malt. Uh I think it's RAR. Uh, white wheat malt. Yeah, R-A-H-R, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's a, another brand, right? Yeah, it is. I I, I think it's pronounced yeah. RAR. I think you're right. Yeah. Then flaked oats, then Wyoming spelt malt, then rice hulls, and the hops are Lorin. Um, <laughs> oh, this is weird. Okay, so it's... No, because it's Lorraine, uh 4.8% alpha acid. And then I guess they do it in dosage because uh, it's, it's, it's listed three times, the same percentage of alpha acid. And then the final, uh, I guess, thing they add is Sacramento wildflower honey. Oh, it's so like the three different times they don't give like a time specification when they add it. It's just all just three separate lines. Well, they do. They do. Uh. Uh, wow, they don't do that well because this is a small one, but it's it's 90 minutes, 10, 10 minutes, and then in the whirlpool. Okay, so yeah, that's they added three different times in the in the process. Yeah, yeah. that makes right. that makes a difference. Don't I ask, <laughs> don't mm-hmm. ask, don't ask me what difference it makes, but I know it does. <laughs> so, and then on the other side, it says, When I wake up to the sound of honey, the queen comes to me. Buzzing words of pollen, let it be, yeah. Thanks to the crew at Olfactory, you're the bee's knee. <laughs> That's my favorite part. So, without any further ado, Papa. How do you feel about that uh, Let It Be song? The the Beatles. I mean, I know it's a, cl- I know it's a classic Beatles song. Mm-hmm. However, I I, I, don't, I haven't heard it fully to analyze it to know what it's about mm-hmm. or now, what it's referencing. They, from what I heard, from what I read, it's supposed to be about, I think it's about like Paul's mom or Paul's grandma because Paul wrote it. Paul, Paul McCartney wrote it. Um, but <laughs> there's like so many overtones of uh, religion that it wasn't one of Lennon's favorites. I've heard him. I heard an interview with him saying he didn't really care for it. I, I I like it. It's just it's so repetitive. After a while, I just can I get tired of it. By the end of it, <laughs> Does that makes sense. No, I get it. Yeah, I mean that that hook that let it be is mm-hmm. very. Um, what it, you call, that's what the song is known for, basically. Yeah, you know it's, I mean? it's probably great. Like live, it's probably fucking everyone's probably like you know got their lighters out and singing along and swaying and all yeah. that stuff, but. Yeah, as far as the song goes on the radio, I'm like, eh, I'm like, uh, all right, next song, please. <laughs> By the end, uh, maybe I'm being kind of a, a dick about it, but yeah, I just played oh, in the background. Just... By the way. Uh, anyway, uh, okay, so uh, are you are you done talking about yours? Because uh, go to mine. Go for it. All right, so I did find some info on it. Um, Transplant City Beer Company. It is. A, a classic American pale ale with Cascade and Centennial hops. It's, it's really sweet. Like, it's sweeter than I thought it was going to be. So, um, I'll have to wait and see how I rate this later on during the show. And uh, how's your beer? How's your Let It Be? Well, the first sips to it, it's, um, it's pretty crisp. There's that sweetness there, that mm-hmm. honey. Um, very distinct. Right. Um... What do I say? And yeah, a little, a little bit bready. It's it's very light and crisp. So that okay. Way. 
You know, the SRM color was like, what, 3, 2, 3.2? Mm-hmm. But yeah, this is like straw. Um, not too aromatic now that I'm smelling it, but then again, it's pretty cold. It might open up a little bit. Oh, yeah, maybe. All right. We, really, know. really, really nice on the palate. Really easy to drink. Oh, okay, cool. We will rate these later during our untapped portion of the show. Just, uh, Follow us on Untapped and so Cold Brew Podcast. Friend us and we'll friend you back. But right now, it is time for the beer news. I got a bunch of news stories. Some of them don't even have anything to do with the uh, beer, but it does have to do with us. This first one, um, I wrote the note: Instagram is gonna get worse. Is it now? So as far as I mean, as far as the show goes, uh, our social media presence, we do have a Twitter account. I rarely ever post. I never post almost. And I rarely ever even go on there. Facebook. I, I said, fuck Facebook a long time ago. We don't have a Facebook account anymore, but we do have an Instagram and we do have untapped. So just search cold brew, po- cold brew podcast for that. Um, but I was reading this article. It was a uh, printed or it was, Put out on the internet by Mashable, and they were talking about Mark Zuckerberg actually saying that they're. Oh, oh, let me let me rewind a little bit. You scroll through Instagram, you know you your personal page. You know when you scroll through it, you notice every like maybe like five or ten posts like someone you don't follow, but they suggest that you follow them. Oh, I see it. Yeah. Well, they're gonna double down on that. In the next year. Oh, dude. I know, right? <laughs> now, as far as, as the show goes, a lot of it is beer people. So I'm like, oh, this is, a, this is a good follow. You know, I actually appreciate it. But man, some of them, like, I would say like half of them are and half of them are not. And I just, I, I can't imagine tw- two times more of that shit coming out next year. I get what you're saying. So. Uh, yeah, it's going to be. Uh, annoying. <laughs> <laughs> it really is. It really is. To say the least. To say yeah. the least. You know why? Because there, there are some like accounts where like if, if it goes through and you don't read that top line, you might like it right away and you're like, whoa, I haven't I haven't vetted this account yet. Like, what if it's not something I want to jive with? You know, what if it's not a beer account? What if it's someone just posting a beer for the first time and the rest of it's not beer? Because I've done that before where I follow people who post beer um, stuff because I follow hashtags. And then I look through their account, I'm like, ah, it's like the the one beer post that they put in, like, the other 30 or not. Right. And because, it, you know, this is a, a beer podcast, as far as the, the your personal account, cool. My personal account, you know, we can follow who, whoever the fuck we want. But when it comes to this beer podcast, I just want to keep it, you know, I want the, what little integrity we have left, <laughs> I want to keep. <laughs> You know, when we first started, we we were building a lot of integrity, but then I, I think uh, I lost it for us. Uh, I don't know, maybe about a year ago. So I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, oh, here's the the next story. I I entitled it Monterey Drought, but it's not Monterey. It's Monterrey. You know the difference between Monterey and Monterrey. There's a double R, right? That's right. There's two R. There you, very, very good. Check out the big brain on Sorcerer Comatic. <laughs> <laughs> so there, there's there's a drought. You know, of course, here in the West, um, we do have a drought going on. Um, the isn't the the scientific definition of a drought like three years with subpar um, drain, right, or precipitation? I believe so. Something like that. Um, but down in good old Mexico, uh, in the, you know, in, in Monterrey, uh, in the city of Monterrey, they are experiencing some, some drought way more than, than we are. And they do not have access to a lot of drinking water. And it's being rationed out. However, at the same time, big corporations like Coca-Cola and Heineken are extracting billions of liters of water from the public reservoirs 
So and they get like the first dibs over the public. How do you okay. feel about that? Geez, I didn't know I'd have to give a political uh, side on the art what's right or wrong. No, no this is a, I mean, I just think it, it it's it's fucked up, man. The people need the water. Like, do they need beer or water? No, I, I definitely get that. Yeah, mm-hmm. you, you need, I mean, <clears throat> beer is a luxury. I mean, we talked about that too. In, yeah, in just last week. Yeah. Life. Mm-hmm. It's, it's in all facets of life. So just the whole fact that, you know, this reason, you know, I forgot what I, talk, what, what I heard from, but like, you know, People talk about natural resources and stuff like that, but yeah. like we've never ran out of a natural resource. It just either got replaced or more expensive. Mm-hmm. So therein is the fact that the people should get the water and beer should be more expensive. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. No, yeah, you're right. I mean, that, that that's the bottom line. That That's, that's the safety. I mean, again, I don't want to get political, but when people said, you know, is paying an extra whatever for gas right now worth you can treat them and all that stuff when the war started i mean you know you you, you although that's not the direct direct uh correlation right. that was a correlation of people were making and you know you sound like a jerk if you say you know screw them no i want <laughs> right, yeah. I, I want four dollar gas right same thing it's like you know and you know do you want beer at the same price or do you want people to have water you know yeah so. exactly and it's, it's funny you you bring up gasoline because a 20 liter bucket of water of brown like insect filled water uh, costs about the same as a liter of gasoline Jeez. i know right it's like the or no 20 liters of, of water costs the same as 20 liters of gasoline and it's not even filtered it's just like well water like you have to filter it yourself and then of course boil it to sterilize it and it just it sucks man it fucking sucks and we talked about it before and it was uh it wasn't even in Nuevo Leon it was like higher like right in uh in uh some the what's it uh Sonora is that the name of the state right that is a state I don't know it's wherever um, Modelo was being there, right? right or or Baja, right? Maybe it was Baja or Sonora. It was one of those two, and yeah, I don't we were... think, yeah, I don't, I don't think it was Baja because Baja okay. is like its own. Well, it's its own state, but no, it's its own. Uh, <laughs> you know, uh, what you call it? It's it's, it's a very uh, it's, yeah yeah very bountiful area. Yeah, and well, anyway, yeah, we talked about it before, and with with Modelo and, and their and Corona and Ombai's constellation. It, it fucking sucks and it, 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 I think it's worth talking about because even though it's not our country um, and even though we uh, we are Mexican-Americans but um, we don't have we have some family down in Mexico but not a lot it's not like we go down there but there are other families that, that, that do have a, a stronger connection I think that's what I'm uh, my point is um, I still think it's relevant because it, it is it is in North America it, it is on our our area of the world and i think everyone has the human right human right to 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 water i mean that's if you if you go back in you know in ancient times in uh pre-civilization uh you know people got gathered around water that's that most of like our civil civilization started because there's water nearby fresh water right uh, in fact too i was yeah. talking with the uh, the mad scientist couple mm-hmm. weeks ago about that whole um was it that that asian beer company that was using uh like wastewater yeah the in thailand i believe right so uh you know kind of leans into that whole perspective as well yeah i'm not, yeah. like i mean it's it just like you're talking about the the however much of of that brown water you know it, it needs to be treated before it's even drinkable too right. or so or before you could even make beer out of it too so it's kind of like it is a resource but it doesn't sound like it's a a, a ready to consume resource either which is another barrier and i think maybe coca-cola and heineken are in a better position to use reclaim water and give the the citizens of monterey and nuevo leon because that's the state they're in um 
like access to the clear water first or clean water first or fresh water i should say fresh water first i get it anyway uh, you notice how i didn't say ab InBev in there because i think I, we've talked about stories before where they're trying to do they're trying to be the first brewery to be like 100 percent carbon neutral I, I forgot if they said a, a date but so i could see um they're not in this story because I don't think Heineken or Coke has made that pledge yet. Right. And speaking of AB InBev, that takes us to our next story. AB InBev, the world's largest brewer, reported higher than expected second quarter earnings on Thursday as its Latin American consumers drank more and pushed it through higher prices globally. The brewer Budweiser, Corona, and Stella Artois said core profit Earnings before interest, tax, depreciation, and amortization uh, rose 7.2% on a like-for-like basis, beating the 5.6% gain expected by analysts in a company-compiled poll. The Belgian-based producer repeated its forecast that core profit would rise between 4 and 8% this year, with revenue rising faster than profit. AB InBev is facing higher costs for commodities and for beer deliveries, Though much of it is already hedged. And this this goes through like with a lot of corporations. They're, they're recording like record gains this year. Like I know um, oil companies have posted uh, record profits. My company I work for had its best um, quarter ever. Like in the whole history of the whole fucking company. We like how? <laughs> how the fuck did we post our best quarter ever? It's because prices are higher. That's why. Right. Exactly. That's what a lot of the whole, um, start like Starbucks, you, you, um, stories, internet. Yeah. Unionizing. That's mm-hmm. part of it is the whole, um, the whole, wait a minute. Don't, don't, uh, don't boast record profit years and still, uh, you know, and not they, give us what they consider fair. Yeah. Yeah. And don't compensate us accordingly. Right. Now we, we do have a, uh, a bonus payout. And so, I'm not saying that that makes everything all right, because I know there are some people in our company that don't get paid fairly. Um, I get paid very well, but that just that's my my luck or, or my my skill trade. Um, but <laughs> I mean, what I'm trying to say is is if we're getting paid so well, and at least uh, our bonus is based off a percentage. So the more we our operate operating margin is uh the better our, our bonuses that makes sense i get that but i do feel for the those who work for our company um that do not get paid well and maybe uh deserve more pay um i'm not saying i'd give up my pay but if we're recording record profits i mean start paying people and you'll have less turnover and really uh, when I go, th- when I went through my MBA program, turnover is a is a high cost, and it is yeah, oh yeah. If if you could if you could pay pennies on the dollar to prevent that turnover, fucking do it. <laughs> What's <laughs> pay people? And I guess my, my corporation is not as bad as some like like a Starbucks because if the workers are threatening to unionize, or Amazon is another one, they pay those people yeah. shit. Pay him a living yeah. wage. Yeah, I remember that was like bothered me, like how people would work for Amazon and still get you know uh, unemployment benefits or partial benefits because yeah they weren't they weren't making a living wage and it's mm-hmm. and I I get it I don't know everything behind that story or, or actually how many are but yeah that it just it obviously doesn't seem right you know you do the math and like you know the success of Amazon is is always both you know not even just talked about just boasted about mm-hmm. at the same time a uh, lot of a lot of uh people still scraping by in, in their walk of life too so it's like wait a minute well what's the point you know right yeah exactly and, and i get it i mean uh you know if if someone's going to take a job at that wage and then still do other means to 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 keep their life on track then you know what's that concern of amazon you know yeah and yeah on amazon side i can see why like if, if they're gonna if they're gonna take it then that's what we're gonna give right and that's the whole reason for the the great resignation you know of 2020 because people are people are getting sick of it 
and who knows what's going to happen in the future i i hope the yeah. i'm hey i'm for the people like like when we talk about uh sports contracts i'm for the players we talk about business contracts i'm for yeah. the people yeah definitely all right uh let's get off our uh our soapbox and go to the next story do you know what a thirst trap is yeah that's um whenever you post a picture of yourself on that that's right man all them thirsty fucking people out there trying to get on this <laughs> sending me their the titty pics and the dick pics all the time man it happens all the time man. yeah I, I if i had a nickel if i had a nickel bro oh jeez <laughs> No, uh, so <laughs> I I labeled this funny on, on my notes, but Coors Light has created its own mosquito trap. Oh, gee. Uh, summer's all fun and games until you start getting eaten alive by mosquitoes. And we've been we've been lucky enough where it's it's been raining um, off and on throughout the the last like three or four weeks here. And one day, one day it just it just fucking poured poured where 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 my job site is and we have these huge retention ponds where all the runoff goes to and then it drains and for some reason it's not draining and so like we have these like small ponds on either side of our lot and man the mosquitoes have just been it, it boomed this week there was a mosquito boom in our area and it fucking sucks dude i i actually went and bought some uh some off (laughs) <laughs> and I've been spraying yeah. myself. The supervisor finally brought us some off a, a spray that we're having at each of our computer stations. We have about like eight or nine computer stations. So you could spray on yourself and your tools and whatever, <laughs> whatever you want to do. But man, yeah, that we had a, this is the most mosquitoes I've seen in Arizona since I've lived here. And I've been here six years now yeah. and, and I have not seen this explosion. Are you guys out there with mosquitoes? You, there's not a lot of mosquitoes in the Bay Area, right? Nah. Yeah. It would get too cold at night. Oh, yeah. that And uh, there's not a lot of uh, stagnant water out there. But these retention ponds, man, they're fucking stagnant as fuck. And plus, it's humid and everything. Uh, um, yeah. so anyway, let me get, continue with the story. To help stop these little pests from being a buzzkill this season, Coors Light has come up with a clever contraption so you can instead... Kill the mosquitoes' buzz. The beer brand is hoping that everyone can enjoy a backyard beverage in peace thanks to the Coors Coors Light Thirst Trap. A funnel-like attachment that can only fit on a can of Coors Light and is designed to lure mosquitoes into the can with no way out. This reminds me of those uh, fruit fly traps you can make. Oh, yeah. Now, let's see here. Once you're almost done with your drink, see, see how it says almost done. You leave a little bit of beer on the bottom. And that's what, it, basically, it's a, it's a fruit fly trap. But it's made to work only on a Coors Light can. That makes sense? Yeah. Yeah, so it has the, the funnel, the cone-shaped attachment that you put onto the top of the can. And it and it draws all the, uh, the flies and the mosquitoes and probably fruit flies and, I don't know. A few others, or you could just get a Vita flight trap. That's true. All right, that's, one more. That, that'll do it. You walk yeah. around with like one on your lapel. <laughs> just, <laughs> just one. That's all you need. Just one. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? And we, we've getting uh, we've been getting frogs too because I don't know if it's from the pond or from the 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 field out on the other side of like. On the north and the south ends, there are ponds, and then on the east side, it's just a huge field. Hey, are yeah. there the frogs that get you high when you look at that? <laughs> I don't know. I'll tell you later. Okay, yeah. <laughs> no, but we, we've been getting frogs like in the shop, right? And, and yeah. the other. Hey, settle down, butthead. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we've and I uh, like I took a picture of it. It's like a, a small light green frog, like a lime green, almost not, not bright, just like like a pastel green, pastel light green. And uh, I grabbed it and I took it out to the pond. But man, that little thing was fighting me all the way. It just did not want to be caught. Um, but I had gloves on though, because because of that, I just one of the guys was like, 
dude, what if it's like poisonous? I go, well, number one, it's not poisonous because it's a, like a pastel green. Pastel is not scream, hey, I'm poisonous, stay away from me. And number yeah. two, even if it, it was like a, a toxic of some kind. Like, wait, real, real quick. Yeah. The, the poisonous frogs are like the only, like the South American jungle frogs, right? It, you're not going to see a, a frog in Arizona. Yes. Right. right. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. Okay. We we do have poisonous. So we we do have a couple poisonous uh, creatures out here, and a couple venomous creatures. Yeah. But uh, yeah, your frogs ain't one of them. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So I but yeah. but I put gloves on because. Well, sure. I, I put okay. yeah. Oh, poison is passive, where venom is uh, is what? Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Poisonous mm-hmm. and venomous. Um. So. I, 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 you know, I still put gloves on to grab him and uh, take him out to the pond because what if he pissed or shit on me? <laughs> yeah, that'd be worse. <laughs> that was, that was my only thought process behind why I put gloves on before I, and I did not want to usher him out of the, of the, of the shop and then have him like yeah. hop through the yard to get squished by a truck. Like call me, like yeah. call me soft, but like, I just did not want to yeah. see a living creature die. Yeah, I take that back. Uh, when, take... When, when, wait, when I was uh, yeah, a, a, a friend of mine who who worked at the school, they uh, they found a, a baby bunny, and uh, they they kept it for the day, and mm-hmm. like let all the kids uh, play with it and whatever, and pet mm-hmm. it and stuff like that. Yeah, you know they they let it go in, in the in the backfield, and it was hopping along, and a bird came out. Oh, that's like one of those videos you see where like someone nurses yeah, exactly. back a squirrel and leaves yeah. it out, and then a fucking eagle comes and takes it. <laughs> oh, I, mean, I was about to say, I, I take that back. I told them. Oh. I, I take it back. I them, oh. uh, hold on, real quick. I, I take that back. Uh, I don't want to see an animal die unless it's a mosquito. Oh, okay. Thank you. I'm like, uh, what you ought to do is just get more rabbits, and eventually you'll become uh, a falconry, a falconry, <laughs> a, a falconry uh, lesson, right? <laughs> oh shit! Yeah, there you go. Get the falcon to go in and come out. Now, now you're a falconer over a, a a rabbit multiplier. Maybe, maybe they're one of the same. Maybe falconers like learn how to keep rabbits. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Jesus. Like, That's so- how'd you? How'd you? How'd you get in a falconry? I used to breed rabbits. <laughs> <laughs> and vice versa. <laughs> yeah. Anything. How'd you get into the... popping up? Yeah. yeah. How'd you get into breeding rabbits? I'm a falconer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. All right. One last thing. <laughs> Real quick. Uh, yeah. God bless the listeners who haven't tuned up by now. <laughs> <laughs> shit. <laughs> All right, one more thing, one more thing. Um, beer students at MSU Denver are getting a $1 million equipment upgrade. There you go. The new Charlie Papazian Brewing Education Lab is set to open in 2023 and is named for the godfather of home brewing and one of driving forces behind the craft beer movement. Now, if you ever watched the Great American Beer Festival, I don't know this year, I didn't, I didn't watch any of the videos this year, but Charlie Papazian... He's the guy who who gives the the medals to the people the on on stage during the GABF. There you go. He's been around forever. He's one of the pioneers of the of the craft brewing scene way back in 1970, was it 1976-1979? So he's been in craft beer for a long time. And so that's why it's named after him. Um you don't have to Look hard to find a brewery these days. It feels like there's one on every street corner in Colorado and beyond. And it's more just a feeling. Over the last 15 years, the number of breweries in the United States have skyrocketed from 1,511 in 2007 and all the way up to 9,247 in 2021, according to the Boulder Based Brewers Association. And all of these breweries need to hire people who can make beer. Ideally, experienced professionals who are familiar with commercial brewing equipment and can hit the ground running. That's where the Metropolitan State University of Denver's hands on brewing operations classes come in. The program within MSU Denver's School of Hospitality is getting a boost from the in the new form 
or in the form of a new 3.5 barrel, 108.5 gallon brewing system that's comparable to what craft breweries actually use their facilities. Uh, eh, 3.5 barrel? I, I mean, from what I hear, like, you really want to start with seven. Like, whatever you want to start with, they say start with twice as much. That's what they say. If you can afford it, do it. Right. Um, but anyway, um, at any rate, so yeah, so they, because they're, I mean, they are in Denver, that's where the GABF is. That kind of makes sense, right? Definitely. Yeah. So anyway, I thought it was worth noting just because the the name, just the, the Papazian name that always, uh, that always gets my ears perked up. Cause I know he's, uh, one of the godfathers and I don't know if I'll ever be able to meet him, but if I do, um, I'm not going to fanboy out. Hey, that's a great hold on before we get to my favorite part of the show who would you fanboy out on if, if you ever met in the beer world no in, in any world in any capacity because like I, I think maybe there'd be one or two but at the same time like I've met a few famous people and I have not fanboyed out at all because I've you know living in the Bay Area I've met a few 49ers and I was cool I was cool when I, when I met him but Name one person you would fanboy out on uh, if you ever met. I know. The Rock. Okay. That's a good one. Oh, George R.R. Oh, Martin. Oh, shit. He'd probably like it, though. He's kind of a nerdy guy. Yeah. He might be all in on that. Yeah, uh, I, I hear his uh, his fan uh, events get really, really nerdy crazy. <laughs> he might be tired of it. When's yeah. he gonna finish the book? I know, right? I think he finally. I think he started a new book. <laughs> He's like, I'm tired of this. Do you know what he says about the uh, the new uh, HBO series coming out? The the House of Targaryen or whatever it's called. It, it, it's based on. Uh, it's it's based on his kind of. Um, he, he wrote these books that are kind of like a historical reference, but at the same yeah. time, there's story in it. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, a lot of this story is mentioned in uh, in the Song of Ice and Fire. Right. However, it, it's all like flashback uh, stuff. So, um, I forgot. I know that there's going to be a, a a sequel to Game of Thrones called Snow, and uh, this is all Kit Harrington's um, idea uh, to uh, to go forward with. And uh, mm-hmm. is it gonna be theatrical got, it, or on TV only? TV only. Okay, that sucks. Like it's got his uh, his approval, but he's not too crazy. But I I forgot which I forgot which one. I want to say he's not too crazy about that one, but he approved it, mm. and or he didn't. And uh, you know, House of Dragon it was one of the things he already uh, agreed to a long time ago. So yeah. I don't know, but I'm excited for House of Dragons, nevertheless. A house, that's what it's called, House of Dragons, that's right. That's going to be on Amazon, right? No, HBO. HBO bought all the rights to all his stuff. Oh, okay. Well, oh, no, the, the, uh, the Amazon's going to be the Lord of the Rings, right? I Yeah, I think so. Yeah, okay. That, that's where I got confused. All right. I need to get, I need yeah. to get HBO Max. Yeah, in fact, they, they were even thinking of doing like a like some of his uh, George R. R. Martin short stories, like doing animated versions of them as well. Oh, that'd be kind of cool. Man, you know, every great yeah. writer, I mean, you know, George Lucas, when he wrote Star Wars, he wrote backstories on, of course, Darth Vader and, and, um, but, you know, like a lot of writers that, that's what they, Michael Mann just came out. I don't know if you, if you, uh, heard him on, uh, he's been making the rounds on, on the podcast, um, circuits. But he just came. He just wrote uh, Heat Two, the 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 book. Heat is like a sequel to the movie Heat. He said it takes place the day after. But when he was, I was listening to his interview on uh, Mark Maron's WTF, and he's like, "Oh yeah, he's like he wrote backstories for everybody. Like all the characters had yeah. backstories. Like he's very he's that thorough. And that reminds me of like George R R Martin, you know, writing backstories for all his characters or George Lucas. Hey, they're not the only." Uh, you know, 
creator content creators who do it a lot of people do it it's um and so it's very easy for them to go and do prequels right no i i yeah yeah anyway all right um i forgot where i was going with that but uh oh no no i was gonna i don't know if, if i'd fanboy out on anybody man maybe hmm that's tough it's tough because like if you fanboy out on someone like you run the risk of uh of turning them off and not wanting to talk to you right <laughs> right but uh and then yeah and then the the ever so cliche uh never meet your heroes yeah yeah that's another one too yeah they'll, they'll fucking disappoint you every fucking single time right yeah. <laughs> if anyone uh, i'm going back to like you know my youth and and just uh total fanboying out on everything it'd probably be either mark hamill or harrison ford because you know I, I fucking love star wars so i i just want to and you know what out of those two, I think Mark Hamill would, would be the best hang. It seems like Harrison Ford is kind of like a dick. Uh, yeah, I get what you're saying. Yeah, he's kind of like a, a little reclusive, if you will. That, and he's just like, uh, he doesn't want to talk about Star Wars. He doesn't want to talk about, you know, the fugitive. He doesn't want to talk about his old shit. He just wants to, you know, just live his life and get the fuck. That's my job. I don't want to talk about my job. That's what that's what it right. it feels like to me when I hear people talk about him and watch him on interviews and stuff. He's just there because he's kind of forced to by his PR. Word. Anyway. All right, man. You know what time it is? That's the guy. It's time for everyone's favorite segment on cold brew because it's my favorite segment. It's time for the cold brew list. As we As proceed, we proceed oh. to give you what give you, you need. So let me ask you this. Hmm. Are you ready for some football? <laughs> a Monday night party? Yes. Yes, yes, I am. I am right now. This is like for sports, for like a big sports, uh, American sports fan. This is really like one of the worst times of the year. Dull, maybe not worst, dull, dullest time. Yeah, slow. slow. Slow, yeah, very slow. Yeah, I'm, I'm making well, for some football. Okay. Well, for those long-time listeners, uh, and even short-time listeners, you know, uh, we're, we're, big, we're a big football fan, and every mm-hmm. year uh, we do a, a segment we like to call Coach's Corner, due to uh, the 49ers having three head coaches back-to-back. Back, right? Yeah, in three years. <laughs> in three years. It's, it's, wait, wait, wait. Um, Is that really where you, where you got the impetus from? Yeah. Because it, it was your idea. And I fucking loved yeah. it. It's it's one of my favorite segments that we've ever done. Right. So, yeah. So the, just the fact that, like, I'm. Well, I think it was too. The the whole back to back times coming off Tom Sula going to uh, <laughs> to Chip Kelly. Take up like, my shirt. Yeah. <laughs> Open up my shirt. Oh, that's right. Open up my shirt. <laughs> All right. Go ahead. <laughs> um, <laughs> No, yeah, that, that's why I'm just thinking like, well, just you know, kind of defending defending these moves. I'm just thinking how how good is he going to do compared to the next guy? So right. that, that, that's where it came from. Okay. And uh, and then from Kelly to, to Shanahan, who's you know that you know, and that's my thing about Shanahan is he's going to win one. So it's like do the like he's kind of like Andy Reid in that sense, you know? Yeah, yeah. So do you write it? It's like Andy Reid went to what? Four NFC Championship games in a row and still didn't get it done. Right, right. And uh, but then he goes to KC, it's a little time and he gets it done. So same thing. So it's like if we ever fire Shanahan without him winning it, he's gonna win it with the next. You know what I mean? Yeah, because he might strike gold and get the right quarterback. Because that's what. Right. That's the only thing Andy Reid needed was the right quarterback. Nah, I don't know about that because I mean. He got so much out of McNabb. I think he just had, you know, he just got steamrolled a little bit by know, some but, better teams. Yeah, uh, yeah, I guess. But they, uh, he, they should have won that 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 Super Bowl. It was against the the Patriots, right? Yeah, yeah. They they should have won that one. They really should. They I thought they had the better team, but man, Tom Brady was a better quarterback than McNabb. Yeah, 
All right, let's, let's get to your, right. your story. Yeah, <laughs> we got sidetracked yeah, a little so, bit. So this year has a tied for the record ten new head coaches going to the football season. Damn, dude. The, Damn. The, yeah, this year is going to be our coaches are going to take forever. <laughs> yeah, that might be its own episode. Though. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'll go light on the uh, the the news stories. <laughs> right. Um. So. We'll get into the rundown of how Coach's Corner works later, but I just want to go through the candidates because oh, yeah. I found the list. The new, the well, new coaches, all, right? Yeah. First of all, there's 10 of them, which is tied to NFL record. Yeah. And if you think about it, there's, there's 32 teams, so that's almost a third of the league has new leadership on the sideline. Damn, man. And I don't have our, our, our spreadsheets up right now, so I, I, I think eight was the most we've ever had to start a season, right? To start a season? Yeah. I, mean, I think maybe seven. Seven? But, okay. But that's the thing. Um, this this game ends with more contestants than it starts. Oh, yeah. yeah. We, we always add one <laughs> or two every year. Yeah. yeah. You know what? I, I'll do a, I'll do a, I'll, I'll try to get some stats. So when we start, when the season starts, I'll, I'll talk about how many, uh, about like, you know, yeah. the average and, and all that stuff and how many we average we add uh, throughout the, yeah. the year. Uh, go ahead. Okay, so, um, so we've got 10, and this is actually still a list story on the uh, rankings of the best situations to the worst. Oh, okay, I think I think we did something like that from the end of last season, though. But now, like, after free agency, right. it may have changed. Right, so that and I think maybe some new openings opened up since then. Mm, okay. So do, do you want me to do the worst situation first, or the... Best situation. Uh, do the worst. Worst to best, because I have no idea of, of anything. So might as well go uh, top to uh, bottom to top. All right. So number ten is in the worst situation. Mm-hmm. Is Houston Texans Levy Smith? Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I agree. I totally agree. Yeah, he's a uh, he's like he's almost like a second thought if you really follow the story. Uh, he was he, he's a defensive coordinator on the Texans that, that basically they uh, the position almost because mm-hmm. like they, they really didn't have any interest. <laughs> right. Yeah. Because the organization and, is so bad right now. Yeah. And um, you know, however, if uh, if the Watson trade holds, they're gonna get some uh, they're gonna get some good uh, picks going forward, mm-hmm. and uh, you know. It might bounce back, but it's obviously Levy Smith's a placeholder until then. You know? Right, and yeah, but and just until like they get a, a new regime. What was it? What was the guy's name last year? Cullen? Is that who it was? He was a placeholder too. Right. Good. Moving on. Mm-hmm. Number nine. Chicago Bears. Matt Eberflus. <laughs> really? I, I think he's he's got a yeah. long leash right now. Uh, yeah, at the same time, um, you know, he, they got the rookie quarterback. Fields, yeah. The quarterback's not his. You know what I mean? Mm, I, I, okay. That's always, yeah. that's always that whole, uh, I guess, hang up, if you will. Th- that is a good so point. It's like, you know, when you talk about a rebuild situation, it's like you you get the guy, or you, you get the coach you want to work, you know, you want yeah. to quarterback. build your team, and then then he gets the quarterback. Yeah, the, the Whereas, quarterback that, that could work his system rather than the other way around. Right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, we'll get into his background and his expertise. So, I don't know, maybe Justin Fields' style does work for him. However, yeah. uh, they still lacking in some areas, too. Right, right, right. And I think a wide receiver might be one of them. I think they... they, right. they we talked about it during the draft. Like they they recruited or they drafted a twenty five year old wide receiver or some shit. <laughs> He's like super old. <laughs> but but I, I brought up the point that might that not might that might not be a bad thing though. Yeah, I mean, uh, again, productivity could come from anywhere. Mm-hmm. Right. Um. All right. Number eight. That's uh, a familiar name in a familiar, not a familiar place though. Hmm. Jacksonville Jaguars, Doug Peterson. <laughs> oh, really? Peterson winded up there. That might not yeah. be too bad. He might be able to do some, get some out of uh, what's the name, uh, Lawrence. 
Johnny Lawrence? Hey. What's his name? Jeffrey Lawrence. I, I know. I just <laughs> I did a I did a bad credit kid joke. Uh, Johnny Trevor. <laughs> All right, number seven, the New York Giants, Brian Dayball. Yeah, uh, I have no idea about that guy. Yeah, and this is a guy too who um, he got hired. How was it? How did it go? It's like the whole Bill Belichick kind of spilled the beans on him getting hired before he got hired because he thought he was talking to Brian Flores. Oh, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> and. uh Rumor is that they might be interested in Jimmy G because of his ties to New England. You know, and one of the guys at work was asking me about Jimmy G. I told you about the one guy. He's a Lions fan. He's the only one who engages me on football at all at work. I work with like 15 right. guys and nobody watches fucking football. How's that possible? Um, he's asking me about Jimmy. He's like, what's up with Jimmy G? I go, dude, he just got a uh, shoulder surgery. He's not going to be playing for a long time. He's not even practicing. He just showed up at uh, training camp because he had a obligation through contract. Um, if this is Trey Lance. This is Trey Lance's team. I go, if if Jimmy gets healthy, like this is my best case scenario for Jimmy. And I, I told him, I'm telling you right now, best case scenario for Jimmy, uh, like halfway through the season, a few teams get their quarterbacks knocked out. They need somebody. They're desperate. We get a good trade. Oh, dude, I wouldn't even wait that long. Someone's going to go down in, in, in preseason. Easy. Well, but, but, but I said half, but yeah, it's somewhere uh, somewhere during the season. But but Jimmy's got to be able to play. Like, they're not going to trade. They're not going to get a good uh, value for him if he can't throw anything or if he just barely started uh, throwing the week before. No, no he, he's medically cleared. He can play. He just dismissed from uh, training camp. Right oh, okay. All right. All right. I didn't know he was medically cleared already. See, yeah. you, you get a lot more uh, info about the Niners than I do out here. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, but but, but am I right or locked am I wrong? On, lock, no, you're right. Hey, by the way, the Locked On uh, Network for any team. Oh yeah. Just, I, lock, I, I, locked I got on it. 49ers. Locked on. Tell your boy. Locked on. Uh, locked on Lions. Whatever you know. <laughs> right. It, it's good. It, it's a good half hour. Start your day because they 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 post early. They post oh, yeah. hella early. And they post like almost every day, right? Oh, it, it is every day. Yeah. In fact. I don't listen to them right now because, yeah, offseason kind of sucks for them. It's it just slow. They, they do a lot of right. what-if scenarios. They do a lot of, you know, obviously they do draft stuff. They do free agent stuff. But that, that only gets you so far. You know what Right. I mean? Yeah, exactly. You got to wait till the... Well, at least the, the practices are going, so they, they probably attend a couple of them, right? Right. 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 You know, mm-hmm. they, yeah, they, they cover that now, too. So it's good stuff. All right. Let's move on to the next... Uh, the next coach on your list. Uh, number six, the Minnesota Vikings, Kevin O'Connell. Mm, okay. They, that was a that was a shocker that the, the Vikings got a new coach. I thought they were doing well. I thought they were in their head, heading in the right direction. Meh. Nah. No. Well, it did they say for the quarterback? I mean, come on. All right. Moving on. Number five, Miami Dolphins, Mike McDaniel. Hmm. All right. That's a. That's, you know, I, you go ahead. a lot of shows I listen to aren't too high on this guy. I mean, I, I like him. I mean, he's from the from the Niner family. Right. However, yeah, people are questioning his uh, if he's got what it takes to to be in this role. You know, it's 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 only thirty two people could do it, and not all of them are good. Yeah. yeah. He did go to Yale. <laughs> so he's a smart guy, but <clears throat> is he a football guy? <clears throat> he's gonna run the student body, right? Pretty much. <laughs> but I and and really like Tua is, is Wait, the, actually Yeah. Tua is a lefty. If he's student body. Oh, student body. <laughs> Did you? He's uh he's still the jury's still out on Tua, right? Ah, well, the jury that's in is not sold on him. <laughs> right, so, exactly. <laughs> He's already started up on the with the in the hole, like half right. foot in the hole. <laughs> yeah, I mean, year three. I mean, you, you got to know where you stand with the guy, especially a first rounder by year three. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I, I, I've never been high on the guy, only because you know, uh, 
he's Alabama. You know, need I say more? Um, number four, Denver Broncos, Nathaniel Hackett. Oh, okay. He got lucky though. He, he got a quarterback. That is true. Yeah, he's got a good situation going. So, mm-hmm. I mean, the four and on, uh, you know, some pretty good uh, situations. In fact, uh, real quick, I told you or told everyone, we'll, we'll get in more into these guys um, as as the when the season starts. By the time week one, yeah. yeah. Um, but Nathaniel Hackett, his, his dad coached uh, with the Niners back in the day under Walsh. Oh wow! And uh, I didn't yeah, know he actually got. Re- yeah, he, he actually got recruited to be the uh, the the coach in waiting after uh, Tom Landry in in Dallas. No, but wow. they uh, but they switched up gears and they went with Jimmy Johnson. So mm. he ended up the, the dad ended up in Arizona for a little bit. And oh, then, that sucks. Uh, yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> but but this is his son, so uh, he's he's still got some uh, some West Coast uh, blood in his veins, if you will. Yeah. Yeah. But you know the 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 Cowboys did not make the wrong choice on that one though. Nah. As, as it worked out, you know they ended up winning yeah. a couple Super Bowls because of it. That's true. Number number three, mm-hmm. New Orleans Saints and Dennis Allen. Oh yeah, I mean Sean Payton built a great team down there. Yeah, he's got he's got a stack roster. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Dennis Allen is a retread. He has coached before. He's a defensive coach. So, uh, see what he does down there. Right. Uh, number two, uh, Las Vegas Raiders got your boy, Josh McDaniels. Yeah, that I thought that would be number one. I mean, the, the Raiders were almost... Those dumbasses should have been in the playoffs last year. They were. They, they lost the, uh, the first game since... Oh no! But, I mean, they they should have uh, that that the, the game against San Diego, they they it was such a fucking fuck up down down there. <laughs> it was a fuck up by San Diego, <laughs> or by the Chargers. The Chargers should have went for the tie, and they didn't. Oh, it, you you're right. I'm I'm misremembering it. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm I'm kind of drunk right now. <laughs> oh, okay. Nevertheless, um, people are already talking about McDaniel's being the number one coach in this spot. Mm. Uh, granted, it, 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 it his second time in the ring uh, after a, a short in uh, in Denver, right? Winning with Ebo, uh, <laughs> right? But uh, <laughs> but what I want to say is, uh, you know, he's a very capable coach, uh, and he's got a pretty good attack roster. So uh, see what he could do out there in the desert. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, number one in this is, by process of elimination, of course, you would have guessed Todd Bowles, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Basically, oh, yeah. inheriting the team. Because Bruce Aaron did kind of uh, announce his departure late in right. the season. Yeah. Do you think that, do you really think the conspiracy theories that Tom had something to do with it? Nah. No? Okay. Did you just make up this theory, or how did it go? No, no, I just heard the the Tom yeah. and and Bruce were like we didn't see eye to eye. Eh. I don't know about that. Mm. All right, um, so out of all of those, I would see uh, I would see Tampa Bay is the best because they have they have the best quarterback out of all the teams. I, I concur with that. They have a very capable intact roster. I, I, I put it this way: I don't argue with anything on this list. Sadly. Okay. We'll have to see. Like, uh, save this list in your stories or or wherever you can save it, and then we'll we'll visit back like at the end of next year. Huh. And see how they do. Sounds good. Um, breaking news. I don't know about breaking because this comes out on Friday, but uh, I heard Debo Samuel uh, signed a new contract. Yep. Maximum value three of three years, like three years, like 71 and a half or something. A maximum value of 73 and a half over three years. That includes a 58.1 million in guarantees. 
Holy shit, dude. <laughs> 58 million. Good for him, man. So does that mean he's still a two-way player or is he just a uh, wide receiver now? Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> wait and see. Hey, everyone out there in, in, in podcast land, when when I text when I text Sorcerer Chromatic, hey, uh, when are we recording this week? And he gave me the same fucking answers. Yes. You motherfucker. <laughs> what time you want to record? Evening time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I wanna I wanna stick my hands through the phone and fucking strangle you sometimes. <laughs> Not every time. Not every time, sometimes. <laughs> oh man, good list. Um how's your beer treating you? Good. Gone. Yeah, mine mine's almost gone too. I got a yeah, twenty-four ounce four ants. I got a twenty-four ounce crowler and I'm almost done with mine. Plus I, I gotta get up early tomorrow. I gotta get up like around three thirty tomorrow. Sorry, nine forty-five. All right. All right, so we're going to rate our beers on Untapped right now. Just search Cold Brew Podcast and friend us and we'll friend you back. So what would you like to rate this beer on Untapped? Well, first of all, what was it called again? I know it's Bear Bottle, but what was it called? The Something about the beer. Let, oh, be. let it be. That's right. Let it be. Let it be. How many bees? How many E's and B? Uh, let's see, there's a let it be. Oh, that's a it's a mead though. Let it happen. There it is. Let it be. Bear Bottle Brewing Company Lager, American, America. Now none of our friends have rated it. What would you like to rate this beer at? Uh, I'm gonna give it a shoot. I want to give it a four because it's a honey mm. lager. It's a different category. Yeah. I really liked it. The tone, I mean, uh, easy to drink, nice sweetness to it. Little, you know, honey sweetness to me is a different type of sweetness because you don't always. I, I don't have a lot of honey, you know. So yeah, there's, part there's of my like diet, a little like you know? mustiness to it, right? Yeah, a little bit of a lingering to it. So, what would you like to rate it at? Four. Yeah, I give it four. All right. So let's see here. Four. And what notes would you like to leave it? Uh, sweet. Mm hmm. Crisp. Crisp. And crushable. Crush a bull. And save. And check in. Uh, none of our friends have rated it, but it has an overall rating. Overall rating right now of 3.90. So you're right there with everybody else. Now, mine is called Garbage Pale Kids. Have you ever seen the movie Garbage Pale Kids? Greatest movies ever. Fuck. Negatory Good Buddy. <laughs> it's one of the worst movies I've ever seen. I know. Um, let me see here. Uh, this is a good, but this is one of the better pale ales I've had. Um, very classic, classic old hops. Three seven five. Let me give it a three seven five. Uh, let me see here. Check it out. Let me look up. Uh, there it is. Garbage pail kids. Uh, one of our friends have checked in. Three seven five. Huh. Um. Oh, Matt Hines, my buddy Matt Hines uh, from Bis Brewing. He gives it a 3.75. Um, another one of our people we follow and follow us, uh, Beer Bellies, checked in but did not give it, did not rate it anything. Um, so let's see here. Check in. 3.75. And speaking of Matt Hines, uh, I know he listens to the show. I don't know if he paid attention to your uh, to your recipe. The Bear Bottle does. Probably didn't. Eh, maybe he's gonna rewind and check it out, cause he does. Uh, he he's a he's a home brewer, and I uh, I told him uh, I I I like to help him out one time, like next time he home brews. So he, he told me he he let me know. So next time he home brews, I want to check it out, see see what it's all about. 
Um, so, right. but on this gar- garbage pail kids, I'm gonna say it's a uh, danky and floral and sweet. I liked it. I thought it was good. Good job by them. All right. Yeah. Uh, do you have anything else you'd like to bring up for the show? Um, kind of. I mean, uh, don't get me wrong. The the garbage pail kid. Uh, just throw me back to some nostalgia. Maybe we could think about some and, and share our favorites next time. Ooh, next time, yeah. All right, uh, come up with your five favorite uh, Garbage Pail Kids, and I'll come up with my favorite five favorite for next uh, week, all right? Yeah. All right, and cool. uh, listeners, DM us stuff. <laughs> oh, yeah. For those of you out there, yeah, uh, let us know what your, your favorite uh, Garbage Pail Kids were. All right, thank you for downloading yet again another Cold Brew Podcast. I am Greg. He is Sorcerer Chromatic, and we'd like to wish you cheers. Until next time.